I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode number 100. Wow, that's so many episodes. That, that is, is so, so many, many episodes, episodes, unless you are a robot, then that's like four episodes. That's true. <laughs> I have been trying to figure out something that I remembered being on May 14th, which is next week. I thought I had something going on this this Thursday, but it's actually that that is our birthday. That is the Robots on Typewriters podcast birthday. That's the date of the first episode that went out two years ago. Um, That's remarkable consistency that in two years we're on episode 100. Truly. That is... <laughs> Barely missing a week in two years. I know. I yeah. I don't know how. I truly don't know how. I don't know how or why we've done this. I don't know either. Like why? Why can't I do anything else in my life with this much consistency? I will never understand. Yeah, I also don't even know what this is. I'm glad I asked. What is Robots on Typewriters? This is a podcast all about computational creativity, robots, algorithms. Machine learning, artificial intelligence, random number generators, and how people can apply those things to be creative and to make creative things. We have two segments on Robots on Typewriters. The first segment is the Zesty Hat, in which we highlight some computational creativity we enjoyed from around the internet. And in the second segment, the Trashy Toy, we use computational tools to play a game of our own creation. This week, it's my turn to don the zesty hat, and I'm returning right away to a zesty hat from last week that I was really excited about, and that's Jukebox. Oh, love it. So we talked about Jukebox last week. It's OpenAI's new big, giant neural net uh, that generates music and was trained on millions of songs. Um the really fun thing about Jukebox is that it sings along to lyrics, like it creates uh, English language text lyrics and sings those in the songs it makes. Um, so you can follow along and almost sing along or like learn songs that Jukebox has created. This week, I wanted to feature uh, a, a friend of the podcast, a an inspiration of the podcast, Janelle Shane, AIWeirdness.com's blogger. She has used Jukebox to create some new fun songs. Uh, Janelle was in contact with a researcher from OpenAI who generated a few different versions of Baby Shark for her. Um, You can go to AIWeirdness.com and hear some of these. These include Baby Shark in the style of the Beatles, (laughs) Baby Shark in the style of Jack Johnson, and then uh, very different... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, written by and sung by Frank Sinatra. Oh. Uh, and Elvis. By. Yeah, Frank Sinatra has been making a lot of Christmas music lately, apparently. He has. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, go check out, go to Jukebox's like blog page. To either look up OpenAI Jukebox or listen to last week's episode for uh, our favorite song, Hot Tub Time. Hot Tub Christmas. Oh. So good. Hot tub Christmas. Um. Uh, so the to are are you were you sorry? I can also let you continue. No, I was sorry. Yes. <laughs> are you fucking sorry? Uh. The, <laughs> so I, yeah, I wanted to say Janelle asked uh, 
Christine McLevy Payne of OpenAI to make these samples for her. But there's also in this blog post a version of Baby Shark covered in a heavy metal style that Janelle created herself using the new free collaboratory notebook that anyone can go use. Um, The version Janelle made took a couple of hours, so you have to be pretty dedicated. I haven't even created anything with it yet, but it's a collab notebook, so it's like a big old Google Doc, but for computer code. Um, So you can actually now start as like a home enthusiast, go making new musical creations of your own as this blog post has uh, proven. And it's pretty darn high quality, even (laughs) on just, you know, uh, the shared computing power of collaboratory. It is so exciting. The um the the generation that she made is a an absolute experience. It's um the heavy metal baby shark. Did you say that already? I think you did. Yeah. Um yeah, it's like it has like movements. It has like several different sections and the it's it's terrifying until it's actually a very pleasant jazzy um <laughs> jazzy like scatting version of baby shark. It's so good jukebox loves scatting it's i mean like it kind of makes sense i wonder if jukebox thinks it's not scatting but it just sounds like scatting to us probably but yeah no that as you said you can hear different kind of musical influences and like yeah essentially different movements through this version of baby shark it's super exciting to know that like Last week, we were like, hopefully sometime soon, people will be able to use this. And now it's like, oh, yeah, now, already, (laughs) less than a week later. And it wasn't like, you know, a bunch of uh, fans cobbled together a way to use this. This was OpenAI releasing a collaboratory for people to go mess around in. Yeah. Yeah, Jukebox. It's still really cool. Uh, Listen to the stuff people are making with it. Yep. Definitely do. We had a fun night the other night. Um, We were just on a call with some friends and I was sharing my screen and just like clicking through the catalog and we were just kind of having a great time. Um, Yeah, ironically, we were using it like a jukebox. It's true. Yeah, we were. We were just listening to a bunch of the samples over there on OpenAI and really, really loving them. There's some great, um, there's some great, uh, what is it, Old Town Road um, um, generations on there. There's, yeah, there's yeah, we didn't stuff. get into it so much last week, but there, some of the different versions of songs they have there are like, you know, X song in the style of Y, and they yeah. have like completely new generations. So like Hot Tub Christmas Time, where the song's a completely new creation mm-hmm. in the style of a particular artist. Yeah. But then they also had continuations that we were mm-hmm. really enjoying, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> where Jukebox is given the first bit of a song and then it has to try to finish the song yes Uh, yeah lots of really funny cool stuff that jukebox is making yeah play around i also really like a point janelle makes in this blog post that she says uh so is this the future of music well all the songs are pretty terrible so (laughs) probably not but yeah you know it's it's a step towards like here's another cool creative tool people can use to make music and like maybe this will make music too but it's not replacing the humans so right we're all yeah good. yeah i mean i think it's we're still at that point with it and i feel like we'll be at that point for a while where it's like not ne- like not necessarily looking to 
replace the like the function of the human in yeah. music making but it is this other thing that you can collaborate with to make a really weird new kind of music and exactly it, 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 i found that new there. tune you've been looking for <laughs> it's me your uncle that's not your how uncle. that goes <laughs> no i think it, like also like I don't know. This is a rant now, but like, did Elvis, when he popped onto the scene, was that like, oh, is this the future of music? I guess there's no more jazz. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> just because a new artist, even if that artist is a robot, is yeah. on the scene, like, that doesn't invalidate other artists. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. I, for one, welcome our new pop sensation jukebox. Uh, with that, I rest my hat. With that, I rest my case. Um,. All right. Um, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> do you like this podcast? <laughs> Give it a like on uh, iTunes. Um uh the, the yeah, so that with that zesty hat um sat down on top of the jukebox, I have this very um poignant image in my head of like a cowboy hat hanging off just like an old fashioned uh, yeah. jukebox. I feel like that would be the Old Town Road jukebox mm. album cover. Yeah. Um uh, we are going to we we have something special for you this week. Um, for episode 100, we're we're um we're giving a gift to you, the listener. We are for um, once. For once, <laughs> we are giving rather than taking from you, um, which is what I assume the experience of listening to this podcast is. Uh, feeling like you have to give something up <laughs> to 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 enjoy it. Um, no, I um we are. You might not know this because we keep this pretty quiet, but we actually record two episodes every week and we put one out and then we put the other one away. We lock it far, far away in a secret vault, never to see the light of day. And we we thought, you know what? For episode 100, we're going to open that vault back up. We are going to share with you some of the, the deep dark, hidden uh, creations that we have kept to ourselves for so long. Yeah, by um, popular demand, if there yeah. was any demand, which there isn't because no one even knew the vault Nobody existed until just it. now. Yeah, exactly. So um, we figured that, yeah, this this um, this is a good way to to celebrate some of the um, some of the some of the stuff that just never made it to the air. Um, and so, yeah, we're just going to we're going to play some clips Today, um, I know everybody loves a clip show, um, so we we thought, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna share some clips with you from the the other hundred hidden episodes that uh, you've never heard and never will, because this is probably the most you'll hear from them at any point. Yeah, let's go through the vault. Um, yeah. I think the way we'll do this, you can mention some episode titles. Sure, um, yeah, and I'll I'll try to remember, you know, where different references come from and what some okay. of the highlights of those episodes were sure yeah so the the first episode the first episode title that um that i wanted to bring up was uh brothers in jam brothers in jam uh that was one of the musical episodes wasn't it yeah that was one of the we we a lot more of the hidden episodes were were musical episodes just like full-on actually orchestrated musicals when i say orchestrated i mean like yeah there was a full orchestra and everything yeah, i don't we know got why john williams yeah. on the podcast yeah we got yeah john lennon john uh krasinski yep john cusack john goodman mm -hmm. john 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John. Why cleft John? Yes, 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 yes. We got, yeah. John, <laughs> yeah. We got them all. We got all the John Orchestra. The, um, yeah. They, uh, yeah. I don't know why, you know, we, we've done so many musical episodes with them. You'd think that we would have put more of those out because they're so high production, but. Yeah, you're probably wondering, with all the guests we've had, why do we only put up episodes with, like, Mario? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't, you know, I think that. You know, I'm just gonna say it. I think we're a little. I think we're a little selfish. We just yeah, want to keep them to ourselves. We don't want people stealing our shine. No, we don't. Like we, we made that John Orchestra. They would be nothing without us, and yeah. we don't want you. If everybody would be putting together their own, you know, their own orchestras if they got so, that idea. Yeah. So brothers and jam to get back to the idea of that episode. Um, mm-hmm. I remember the. I, I looked through the transcripts. We also uh-huh. take full transcripts of every right, episode yeah. that we don't put up. Um, and I found that uh, that comes from a quote, brothers in jam-packed full-size theater, theater in New York City on Friday, August 20th from 4 to 6 p.m., Tiana's Bar and Grill. Ooh, yes, yes. That was, that was, um, that's the other thing about uh, the hidden episodes. They're all actually sponsored. We, um, that's how we make any money off of this podcast. We, we have sponsors, but only on the ones not heard by people, but the sponsors. Yeah, have we have a weird that. sponsorship deal where at least half of our episodes have to have the ad reads, but they mm-hmm. don't have to be the ones that we air. In fact, they ask that they not that we not air the ones with the sponsorship uh, information on it. That's, yeah, I don't, we, don't, we don't ask questions. So, yeah, I think the part of the idea of that one, though, was not only was Tiana's Bar and Grill sponsoring that episode, but they wanted the story to be that, like, our John Orchestra was playing at their bar. Um, right. So yeah. it was disappointing for people who actually went to Tiana's Bar and Grill because there, there was nobody there. We did right. not... There, we did not organize that. The John right. Orchestra was a creation for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. no. We really need to be more clear about their uh, about their contract because I mean, look, people... they signed it. They're stuck with this very odd ad deal now. It's true. How about Steakhouse Werewolf? Do you remember uh, that one? That was a parody of Rhinestone Cowboy. It wasn't. It <laughs> just scans the same. <laughs> Like a steakhouse werewolf. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> steakhouse werewolf is, you know, the social deduction game werewolf. It's It was that, but we played in a steakhouse that we were sponsored by that week. It was <laughs> yeah, Tiana's we do a lot Bar more. and Grill. <laughs> We do a lot more on location um recordings in the in the secret episodes. Um uh we we actually we get out there. And and you'd think that's weird because we live in two different countries, but yeah, no, we actually we have a huge travel budget and we we travel to to record episodes together all the time. We just don't put those ones up. Yeah, exactly. We prefer to record remotely if the audience is going to hear it, but if the Tiana's paying premium sponsors are going to hear it, then we will fly right. into New York City to record together. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I remember a quote from one episode. I don't even remember what we were doing, but I saw uh, you can't get married in China again if you don't have a wife. You can't get married in America again if you don't have a wife. Mm. Um, that was actually okay. a riddle. And I remember that the solution right. to that was something like, you can't get married again anywhere if you don't already have a wife. Get it? 
Ah, uh, I do. I remember that. I that was on our yeah. We on our on the secret episodes. Do we even? I mean, I guess we do it sometimes, but most of the episodes aren't even about computational creativity. They're more of just like a variety show, right? Yeah, exactly. Usually, Some weeks, yeah. you know, we do the robots, and then we do the typewriters. Right. Yeah. Uh, that no, I think that was a <laughs> that that was GPT two's attempt at writing riddles. You can't get married in oh. China again if you don't have a wife. You can't get married in America again if you don't have a wife. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes, it makes sense, GPT-2. There, there was also, um, there was that episode called, um, it, this was a pretty intense one. Do you remember the suppressing of the listeners? Um, yes, I remember, well, wait, no, I remember suppressing the listeners. I don't remember an episode by that name. Oh, well, that you, sometimes that you, you just might not know what I end up calling the episode sometimes. That was the that was the title of that episode, that specific episode where we did all of that listener suppression. I remember I was making fun of them, though. I was like suppressing the listeners. I think they're going to be like, wait, what do you mean? Like saying she's our wife is the guy who called me that? <laughs> Uh, that is what our listeners sound like. They can't even keep track of a thought. They're saying, you know, she's our wife is the guy who called me that. <laughs> she's our wife? That's the guy? Yeah, she's our wife. She's our wife, yes. The wife yeah. that we share. Okay. I love our wife. Be our wife. <laughs> oh, man, I hope that that's never been, like, a shitty proposal. Um, <laughs> Like flash mob uh thing oh uh, yeah the like our whole, wife like, yeah group like a whole family <laughs> yeah. asking to be oh or yeah wait no having a bunch of like a, a bunch of kids who have a single dad saying like be our mom oh <laughs> <laughs> that's actually kind of cute if it were the kids idea <laughs> at gunpoint with the dad making them say that <laughs> it was the kids idea I think I see a quote from from the baby boy um, in, in, in here, um, and I was just doing this because I was a like a little kid. And I like to experiment. I like to experiment with different things. And I think that's fun. Uh, yeah, that's how he was justifying a murder. Yes, that is how he was justifying a murder. I think that was from the episode that we called um, "That Little Man Is a Nightmare." Actually, you know, that makes that, a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I. <laughs> I'm shocked that uh, that title didn't make any of the episodes that we released because I think a lot of our episodes could be yeah. called That Little Man is a Nightmare. <laughs> that is true. We do have a lot of nightmarish little men that we talk to a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that uh, that was when, yeah, the baby boy, he has a kind of more... Um, I won't say academic side, but he he has a he he has a little um he does have a, a a bookish side. He likes to experiment with well, you know, I say that, but I think that what he calls experiments might just be like, you know, like squishing bugs with rocks or something mm, like that. He can move things without touching them. He can move things without touching them. Um uh yeah, he can definitely do that, but he can also move things with touching them like yeah. rocks and bugs uh yeah and i think to him a bookish side would be like a, a knife like concealed inside of a dictionary 
Oh, God, that's very sinister. Um, yeah. yeah, so I remember the full quote about him, though, when I said that little man is a nightmare. I think I said that little man is a nightmare to look at. It's like he's been trapped in a castle or something like that. <laughs> but I think that maybe he's just, he's he's not quite. And then I think the story picked up. Like, we, I, I lost the train of thought there. Yeah. That it is. That is very much what looking at him is like. It's like he was. It's like he was some little vermin trapped in a castle. Like not. Not like he was. And royalty. now he's like he, pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He just. He. He's just been. He really does look like he has been locked away for a very long time. Uh, and possibly like he should be again. It's well. Yeah. We'll give him a chance. He's. Yeah. He's young. Yeah. Um, he's young. He likes to experiment. He does like to experiment. Um, how, what do you remember from uh, from the episode called "Bitch, This Is Different"? <laughs> um, that was a pretty antagonistic. One, I feel like uh, th- there was there was a lot going on there for everybody. Yeah, I think that was when we discovered that another podcast was talking shit and saying that we just do the same thing mm. as them. Right, and that other pod. What was that other podcast? Uh, cereal. Oh God, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I forgot about our beef with Sarah Koenig. Yeah, when uh, I say "bitch," this is wow. different. That was directly aimed at Sarah Koenig. Right, it was an entire call-out episode. I completely forgot that. <laughs> that, yeah. That I think I just kind of try to block that out because it was really kind of disappointing to to find out. Yeah, one of uh, we went back and forth like doing slam poetry. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll read some of the slam poems we had for her. Okay, yeah. Uh, the, these were all, you know, it is a computational creativity podcast. We use Write with Transformer to write all of these. But uh, yes, yeah. Bitch, this is different from my yin and yang days. I'm not so happy. Oh. Like she was able to tell the story of a guy who was like Yang. Whoa, that's really good. <laughs> that's very intense. And I, yeah. I think she does. Sarah Koenig often tells stories of guys who are like Yang. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, another um, one was, I, bitch, this is different than a normal kiss, 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 the like of which I thought I was awaiting. And then as I got to know Nick better, he was like a starting point. I, yeah, I remember that we had that, we both, <laughs> we both had that kind of like, will they, won't they tension with Sarah Koenig. Yeah. And, and then, then Nick came along and like, that was a totally different story. But yeah, then um, we were both dating Nick for a while. Right. There was no and kiss, 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 kiss with Sarah. No. And, and so that's the thing that it just, it was really, it really hurt when she came back with that, uh you know, that episode of Serial that kind of like. It wasn't season four. It's just it was just this like thing that she just dropped on the serial feed. Just <laughs> Nick Town. Yeah, she was just absolutely slamming us and Nick. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty hurtful. And this one was pretty messy near the end of this saga. But uh, bitch, this is different. We have the drunk. This is different. We have the disorderly drunk. This is different. We have the drunk who is Madame Madeline. What's the matter, oh. you? Madame Madeline. Now, Sarah Koenig does not like it when you mess with Madame Madeline. You don't. You don't. You guys don't even need to. 
guys don't even know what she gets like when you mess with Madame Madeline. Yeah, we, we brought Madame Madeline into the studio and we were taunting Sarah that we had her. Um, and we yeah. were just insulting Madame Madeline, calling her the disorderly yeah. drunk. I mean, she's disorderly drunk. What are you going to do? Like, what I are agree. you going to do about it? I don't regret it. Uh, yeah, I don't regret it one bit. And I, I don't think, I wouldn't call it a kidnapping. She came willingly. Yeah, don't call right? it a kidnapping. <laughs> don't call it a kidnap because it wasn't one. Yeah, she came willing it. It's not a kidnap. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that was that was a rough patch, and you can you guys can see why we don't share everything, right? Because it it gets pretty messy behind the scenes. Sometimes. Yeah, we thought that would just make us blow up for like the wrong reason, so we decided it was right. better to just bury that episode. Yeah, and it would give Sarah the attention that she was. That she was just trying to get. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. We don't need her getting extra attention off the back mm -hmm. of a podcast like us. No, um, but uh, that that did lead into the kind of um, we we then kind of we kind of uh, after that kind of big uh, climactic blow up, we we kind of dialed it back and um, and just tried to try to talk talk things out with each other and whoever else was wrapped up in our issues in, in the in an episode we called problems huh yeah we this was like when uh youtubers have like an emotional vlog where they just like look at the camera in soft yeah. focus and like look i've got problems huh huh yeah i remember um a quote from a quote from the beginning of that uh was it's been a rough few weeks for layla in the last few weeks i've been through a lot and i feel like i've been through yeah, I don't know if you remember who Layla was, but I have a, a quote of kind of course. explaining her yeah. story. Um, Samuel L. Jackson said it well. People are going to believe this man. He's going to believe this when he says that Layla and I are going to get married. Layla the seer is going to get married oh. to the dead Layla. The drunkard is going. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there yeah. were two so Laylas, Layla. Layla the seer right. and the dead Layla the drunkard. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean that would make sense why they why they get along. Um, yeah, Samuel I, L. Jackson, by the way. The L stands for Layla. Correct, yes, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh there were a lot of people mess mixed up in our drama, huh? It's kind of it's easy to forget sometimes, but Yeah, a lot of celebrities get mixed up in our drama. Yeah, and and like I said, you can understand why we don't want to make things seem like a big deal. Yeah, uh, we do. We did take it easy in some of these episodes. Remember when we decided on the back of the amazing play we wrote with a uh, mm. with all of our chatbot characters? We decided to write another play. Um, here's some of the stage directions from that. Mm. Mystery man in black with a red wing. Nope. Mystery man in black with a red <laughs> wig and a blue hoodie leaves to confront the dandy king and king mouse in his castle mm -hmm. on the other side of the house. The dandy mouse and the mystery king fight as the dandy mouse. Yes, yes. The dandy king and the dandy mouse. And the that, king mouse and the, the mystery king. And the king mouse. Yeah, that is, um, that's a. That's a favorite of mine. I'm I'm really proud of that of that play. Um I think uh um I think the episode where we read that was called Mr. Mammal Heard a Rat. Uh yeah, that's right. I think that was the yeah. title of the play. 
That yeah, that was the working title at the time. Anyway, yeah, it's 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 still kind of a work in flux, but um, but yeah, I, that got a lot of um, that yeah, it felt good to read it out loud finally. Yeah, um, and reading it out loud has time. made me remember how bad we are at naming characters that they all kind of had the same name, but. Right. Yeah, we we should have consulted a random generator for that because that usually, I, you know, that's that's the thing. We it proved that that we just aren't creative enough, and we need the uh, we need the help of computers sometimes. Yeah, uh, I remember in that one, we did try to use computers, but I think we were too stuck on chatbots that get pretty repetitive. Right. Uh, but I remember the full quote that gives us the title of the play was. Mr. Mammal heard a rat say that a really good boy wants to be a doctor, and he wants to be a doctor, and he's got a diary of all this. Oh, that's that's yeah. I I oh, I love that character. I, I of the the boy who wants to be a doctor. Who um he he is is he was he the dandy king or the or the king mouse or uh, he was the mystery king. The I know it's it's tough mm. to keep them all straight. We really should have done something better with with uh, with naming there. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he, he just wanted to be a doctor. He was one of the rare good boys on this whole podcast. That's true. Um, and, and I remember the um, one of my favorite scenes from uh, from Mr. Mammal Heard a Rat is uh, is kind of the, we we did a lot of genre uh, hopping in it just just for fun. And um, there's a kind of like. Um, there's a kind of like Scorsese-ish moment towards the end. Uh, it's just, it's the Dandy King and the King Mouse uh, in a room. And the Dandy King kind of takes on like a Robert De Niro kind of persona. And um, I'm not going to do the impression right now because nobody can do it as as well as the guy who played the Dandy King. Robert um, De Niro. It was a fully casted. <laughs> nobody can do it as well as that guy. Um, but he, it, it, it was something like, I'll just, I'll do it. I'll do a, a reading right now. Bullshit. I'm serious here. I'm saying this guy I'm going to come with you to is that the right guy is your buddy. He's the boss. I don't know. I don't know him. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's kind. Uh, and then the line right after that, the 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 king mouse says to him, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I'm in the right place of time, but I'm I'm at the right place of the right time because I'm from New York, right? Kind of a drunk driving kind of way of things like that. <laughs> yes, yes. Man, the dialogue between those two characters just, it's, if I do say so myself, it's very snappy. Yeah. Oh, one more line from that set oh, of dialogue. Please, 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 please. Yeah. I'm not sure what you mean by that. I live in New York and I'm not. <laughs> nope. I live in New York and I live in a pretty big building and they don't have a lot of ground to make up. For they don't have like a a lot of tall buildings, so um, yeah, uh, it's just that the dialogue is tight. That's what I've that's what I've always been told by people who read that script that it is just mm, yeah, like tight. any good Broadway wannabe play, it just talks about New York a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, I'm walking here. <laughs> if it ain't comfortable, I. I am. What? No. Uh, all right. Uh, let's talk about um, 
this was a this was another kind of um you know we do a lot of storytelling on this podcast we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of stories this one was a more of a of an improv kind of um kind of storytelling experience if I remember a uh, dirt cat and wife daddy uh, dirt cat and wife daddy yeah uh dirt cat and wife daddy um there yeah there's a a lot of uh a lot of talk of wives in 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 our in, in our stories here. It seems yeah, a lot of um, animals like mouses and mm-hmm. and mice and rats and cats. Mouses and mice, yeah, of 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 mice and mouse, of mice and mouse, yes. <laughs> Man, I just want all of these quotes to be from uh, the New York play now. They're <laughs> a lot of them really fit the vibe. Uh, well, actually, I think this was a bit of um, the New York this play was a bit is of... what you call the dandy mouse thing, so it's not bad <laughs> luck. <laughs> the New York play. Uh, I, I was trying to find a quote from Dirt Cat and Wife Daddy, and I it's just I I just have to find something here. Uh, here's Dirt Cat, Dirt Cat and Wife Daddy. I'm so sorry to put words in your mouth. I don't know what kind of cat. That was for me, and I don't like that. Yeah, that 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 was um, <laughs> the yeah. Dirt cat is not the most appealing of cats, to be fair. Yeah, not the um, most jellical of cats. Uh, and our, I, you know what? Our, I think it was a problem with our sponsor that week, uh, which was what is it? Tiana's Bar and Grill. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah, so th- this was, uh, yeah, we really kind of, we did a more of like a, a LARP kind of situation in Tiana's Bar and Grill that week for, for the, uh, for our, for the episode. And so we were, we were trying to get the whole kind of a uh, restaurant involved. Um, and the, the kind of story setting that we, that we put in place was there's a guy named Harry Potter and he's on the run from the police and he says he's a dark wizard of the Ile de Linlathus, but he, he's a black mare. Hmm. And he's got, uh, silverware. We were just kind of, you know, doing that thing where you look around the room and grab mm, and know. find something that rhymes with. Something. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he's a black mare and he's got a silverware. Yeah, yeah. it was a funny situation, right? Mm-hmm. It's someone who, like, his his actual birth name is Harry Potter, and he's claiming yeah. that he is Harry Potter, but in reality, he is that just happens to be his name. Yeah, he's actually a yeah. A, I mean. He's a, he's a he's a dark wizard, but he's not named Harry Potter. That's kind of what's funny about it, you know. Yeah. I thought what was funny was that he is named Harry Potter, but he's not a dark wizard. No. To be clear, wait, that guy was an actual wizard? Yeah. Oh, d- yeah, did you not get I mean, he's really kind of um I I you know, to be to be fair, he's pretty kind of he keeps it on the DL that he is a dark wizard, but he but yeah, he he he's a real dark wizard. I thought he was just a mayor. No, I was trying to like introduce him to Mayor Pete. <laughs> no, another uh, frequent flyer on on at Tiana's Bar and Grill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, he wouldn't come on the podcast. He's always just there drinking. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He wouldn't want you to know how much he drinks, but um, yeah, all milk. Don't worry, no alcohol. Uh, <laughs> all milk, sometimes with alcohol in it. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah, and uh, dark and milky. <laughs> <laughs> we had um yeah we that was a pretty star-studded episode um uh apple ceo tim cook has said that he would not be drawn into the tiana plot if it came to him as a character but he said he has no love for anyone who might be involved in the plot of a character like her because he has no love 
<laughs> so it's, right, really, it's yeah. not the character's fault. Yeah, he just we has tried no to love. get him into a Tiana episode, and then we uh-huh. just read that quote verbatim that he he put out a press statement saying he <laughs> will not be involved in the whole Tiana situation. Yeah, he he has no love for for the plot of that character, but it's not it, it's it's just the fact it's that not personal. He, he has no love to give. Um, yeah, he which, is just a, a loveless robot. Yes, yeah. Um, which you'd think that we would be into, but no, we we like robots of love on this podcast. Yeah, robots of love is what we're always saying. Yes, robots of love. I don't know what this was the introduction to, but this was the introduction to something. It, it's it's probably just you know another one of our games, I'm sure. Um, or or it it uh, introduction. I'm not gonna lie and say this is not a game where I'm an expert on it. On it's a role playing game. Play a, a a tool, a means. It's a reality check. I'm not a game expert. I think that was just me trying to do the what is robots on typewriters. <laughs> that's right. Introduction. That's what that means. That makes sense. It yeah, was in a, the introduction. What is robot? It's a it's a meme generator. It's a yeah. it's a game expert. It's I don't a know. reality check. <laughs> We really, uh, we didn't have that down early on in the podcast history. Yeah. Um, do you remember we tried to do a sequel episode to the Chuck E. Cheese uh, mm-hmm. Murder King, whatever that one was? <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, so I remember I saw in the transcripts from the sequel. Uh, so was the first character, the character Chuck E. Cheese, it was actually another character who was from an earlier, who was from earlier in the series called... Chucky the Cheese Bar Mouse. There was a Chuck and a Cheese Bar Mouse and a Mouse King. Mm. So that yeah, um, we often do um, talkbacks in in the in at Tiana's Bar and Grill because um, it, you know sometimes there's just there's more to say about about what went down in the episode. I think this one was called Cheeses and Champagne. Yeah. Uh, yeah. where we talked about Chucky the Cheese Bar Mouse in a Chucky bar, the so cheese is yeah. champagne. This one was um, where, you know, Tiana is great. She lets us get away with a lot in her establishment. I'm serious, but it's kind of at a price. Uh, hopefully she'll never hear this. Um, she's, she's kind of annoying sometimes. She And she, she kind of, you we know, she lets- We are her only friends. Well, yeah, and she she lets us in and she lets us record there thinking that it's going to be like her big break. So she's always trying to like hop on, get getting her 15 minutes of fame. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing in the transcript from that one. It's it's we're, we're just trying to we're just trying to have a discussion about the <laughs> the cheese master or whatever he is. Um, and she comes in and she's like, hey, 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 I'm Tiana. I'm Tiana Kirby, Kirby. I'm Kirby, Kirby. Hey, 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 Kirby, Kirby. Oh, I don't know what to make of that. It's very funny. I don't know what. So she she doesn't even know what we were talking about. She just, you know, runs in the room and sits down at the booth and grabs the mic. And, and she thinks it's a phone call. So she keeps saying like, hey, and trying to introduce herself because no one else is saying anything back. Right. Yeah. And and she she's like, we were, we were in the middle of such an in-depth discussion discussion about the Chuck E. Cheese character in the story and she's just like I don't know what to make that I'm sure it's very funny but uh, I don't know I didn't hear it so yeah she she's great but as you can hear not not the best of uh not the best of hosts yeah we actually did have yeah she was not the best of hosts but we did have a different co-host on for a little while Mm -hmm. um 
here was the introduction I gave the first time he was on. Uh-huh. Uh, Nelson Iglesias is a writer and the host <laughs> of the New Party Podcast, which is brought to you by two things. First, a big thank you to our listeners for like giving us the time this year and last year, and a big thanks. <laughs> right, yeah. So that yeah, we kind of had a we kind of poached him from his his podcast for a while. What what was his podcast called? The, the New Party Podcast. The New Party. The New party podcast now i have to say even though he did so much good work for us i never listened to his podcast was this about what it was it about like- i always thought we got we had him on because we thought he was like high energy party guy right but no he was a you know a perennial uh third party presidential okay. candidate running yet again and his, yes. his podcast is called the new party podcast mm, okay that's what i was trying to figure out just now i couldn't yeah. i couldn't mistake on our part yeah um but he yeah he was good for the for the time being um um oh do you remember when you said all this uh mm. lol wow yep we had the dreamer dream and the dreamer is a dreamer the dreamer is an old dreamer, and the dreamer that was his roommate, and now he's dead. Oh. Layla, kiss the dreamer. Layla, kiss the. That was actually um, the that I, I officiated the wedding between the seer Layla the seer and the dead Layla the the drunkard. Wait, um, and part of your officiating of the wedding made them kiss the dreamer. <laughs> That was their, I, I didn't, organ, that was their wish. They, <laughs> I just did, I read out of the book they gave me. I am the dreamer. I have a kiss and a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, I mean, it was it was kind of an unconventional wedding, but like what, I mean, it's 2020. Yeah. I, I guess Sometimes back then a wedding it was is between a live seer, a dead woman of the same name, and a <laughs> chatbot. And the dreamer, yeah, yeah. I feel like that actually might have been part two of cheeses and champ and champ and champagne, champagne. That was a che- the cheese talkback was was part one, kind of before the, the sponsorship mm, yeah. break, and then the the champagne, the champagne was part the, was the, the wedding, end. of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I gave a speech um, on the topic of the the catering, yeah. which was cheeses and champagne are just something we like to do a lot, and I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of chemistry mm-hmm. in them. To me, like, well, that's. A little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that was that was very well said. It's 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 always nice at a wedding to to stand up and give a speech about the catering. Whatever's at the table. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just a really special thing for everybody to experience together. Um, what do you um what do you remember about a, a, the episode called Attention? Flat goose. Flat goose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me let me check the transcripts because I don't remember okay. that one very well. Um, one of us said, and I, it doesn't even say who said it. Attention, flat goosebumps. Wait, what do you mean by that? You know that that's a terrible pun. I'm gonna say you don't even have to think that. Oh, that this was the this was the stand up comedy special. Mm, yeah, we tried to do stand up comedy. All ran through uh, different, you know computationally creative things, text gen right. RNN, those sorts of things. So we would write the first half of a joke and have a robot finish it. And I think that was right. me like setting up a robot with the great setup, attention, flat goose. And then mm-hmm. it just said, bumps. <laughs> right, yeah. 
And I, I, you know, in the talk back, um, I think, you know, we, we sat around a, a table and talked about some of our, uh, some of our writing techniques for those, for those standup bits. Um, one of us was saying, like, like I said, I finally got around to writing this bit because I was feeling like I was on the wrong track, but this is so good. I can't help but feel like there's something about this that I really need right now. So I'm gonna, it was, it, it that was a, as, 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 you know, goofy as it was, we were just doing stand up comedy. I remember that being a really cathartic episode for, for all of us, uh, for you, me, Tiana, Sarah Koenig, uh, Layla and Layla. Yeah, it was, it was a. It was a really nice time. Chucky the cheese bar mouse. Chucky the cheese bar mouse, yeah. Yeah, it's always nice to kind of reveal what happens behind the scene like that. Yeah. Is this um is this what uh I remember an episode where we talked about um the Mandela effect, which uh uh this is it was just a kind of like conspiracy theories episode. Um uh, Nelson Mandela was the first black president of the United States of America, was the first black president of the United States of America, was painted a rosy green by somebody else, even though everyone thinks he's a bad boy, the first person I've been told. Uh, that That's what they mean by the Mandela effect, right? It's it's remembering Nelson Mandela as the first black president of the United States Yeah, it's just misremembering Barack Obama's name as Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela, yeah. Oh, I found another <laughs> quote from Problems, <laughs> huh? Uh, oh okay yeah uh this this quote was uh i'm not sure what the point of this post is other than i feel like i'm in the shit show right i mean it's like there's it's some kind of like you know like exorcism kind of thing (laughs) oh yeah yeah we both felt like we were being uh put through the middle of an exorcism during the whole feud with uh, Sarah Koenig. Sarah Koenig. You know what that feels like when when you're being put through. An when you're feuding with Sarah Koenig. Oh my God, that too. Um, who was? I I know we we mentioned this before. Who was Madeline Drake? Where did, where did she come up before, earlier? Um, I see another one about her. Oh, the Madame Madeline, mm-hmm. right? The drunkard. <gasps> Madame Madeline. That's right. That's right. That that's we right. Kidnapped from Sarah. <laughs> Right, of course. Um, that that time was just such a whirlwind. Those memories are kind of fuzzy sometimes. Um, so yeah, I I don't. Um, this I'm I'm just looking at a quote from a transcript right now. I don't even remember what was going on. Maybe we can figure it out. Um, bad mum Tiana. I don't know what to think about that Tiana. I think this is like a big plot hook. I can't help but think maybe somewhere in between Madeline Drake and Chuck E. Cheese barbecue bellwethers is the fictional. Uh, man, those are the two major restaurants that we've uh, featured on the podcast. Of course, Tiana's mm. Bar and Grill, but also what was the other one? Barbecue <laughs> Bellwether. Chucky, Chucky, bar- yeah, Barbecue Bellwethers. Yeah, that's um, yeah, somewhere between Madeline Drake and Chuck E. Cheese. I think I think Barbecue Bellwethers is the fictional restaurant, actually. Okay, yeah. What about uh, what about penicillin jock jams? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> this penicillin. Yeah, I'm going to check the transcripts for that one. I think it had something to do with, I don't know if it was like our different remedies or if it was more mm. about a bracket. We just did the bracket remedies. Maybe it was a yeah. follow-up to that. You'd think we'd remember if it was only like a month ago, but like I'm saying, we do a lot of episodes of podcasts. It's hard keep track okay this was a storytelling one actually so okay 
penicillin jock jams the brew and it's like a really dope fucking story about a guy and a gal that was we were like we were fucking like really fucked up and we're not is this um the ballad of billy balls <laughs> yeah it was uh that was when we had uh ayatollah wright's mother on the podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> right that was yeah that she's a trip <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really dope fucking story about a guy and a gal that were that was we were fucking like really fucked up and we're not I can't get over it literally sounds like the like the trailer to Billy Balls because it's like it starts like this is a story of like a girl and then she like meets a, a musician and it's a really dope fucking story yeah <laughs> fucking story of the love of my life <laughs> uh um that yeah it was so are you saying that was penicillin jock jams yeah that was penicillin yeah. jock jams that was what the quote came from i still don't remember the context now that i read it <laughs> um uh, uh so I, I we we've got time for a couple couple more um uh what what have we not gotten to here Oh, taste of sock. Oh, taste of sock. Uh huh. That it reads like an ingredient in a witch's recipe, like eye of new taste of sock. <laughs> taste of sock. <laughs> That's if the baby boy was writing a witch's recipe. <laughs> taste of sock. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think this was a Mario episode. Uh, oh, just r- skimming it quickly. <laughs> he he is on the lost episodes a lot more than the than the ones we put out. Yeah, he said. Uh, taste of sock puppet the other night i was like oh my god it's like this is like the most awful thing i've ever been on the internet it's like it he was talking about our podcast is right yeah this this is why he doesn't appear much he he just absolutely hates having to do it it gives him the the taste of sock puppets yeah and he does not like the taste of sock puppets yeah it's if you can imagine yeah he likes the the look and feel of a muppet but the taste mm, of a sock puppet the too there's something about taste of a sock puppet that sounds like a like a threat to like that you're gonna get punched like <laughs> i'm gonna like punch gonna you taste my- i'm gonna put my fist down your throat <laughs> but i'm also gonna have a sock puppet on you like taste my sock puppet dickhead <laughs> imagine being punched by a sock puppet now, I you're going to not believe that I'm not doing a bit here, but there was a wrestler in the late 90s who used to wear put a sock puppet on and then put it down people's mouths. Ew, I don't like that at all. It's called Mr. Socko. Very, very bad. Look, I don't make the rules. No, Mr. Socko does. <laughs> I don't make the laws of this country, Mr. Socko does. Uh, I actually so, wanted to check the uh, check the transcripts if there was any mm-hmm. quotes from some of our favorite characters. So mm-hmm. I'm just looking for the phrase Jack said. Oh, okay, yeah. I th- while you're looking, um, this is just a uh, um, we're not trying to brag here, but like like I said, we have a lot of famous people on the on the uh, the After Dark episodes. That's not what we're calling these. Yeah, the lost uh, episodes. Robots on typewriters. Triple X. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and so this this was just a I think this was kind of like a pre-recording kind of thing. We had you know it set the tape rolling. We also record these on analog tape. Um, we had set the tape rolling, and um, we were we were just you know talking about uh, we were, you know we we're just shooting the shit. I don't think I've ever said that phrase out loud with my human mouth. Um, <laughs> what have you said it out I, loud with your sock puppet? <laughs> um, I was about to say this, but I realized some random person might be watching me, and I turned to see who it was. And I was, th- I and I was thinking this was maybe, maybe I was thinking of like Mark Wahlberg. I think he might be Andy Serkis, and <laughs> so you know the, the the rotating cast of characters that come in and out of Tiana's Bar and Grill when we're recording is just pretty pretty a list. But so that and that episode, we just- that quote was spoken when we had the SNL announcer on, so he was like. Oh, I'm thinking yes. so behind me. It might be Mark Wahlberg. Mark. <laughs> or it might be Andy Serkis. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. What is that guy's name? Do you know that guy's name? Uh, I know the guy We should have. We should have found out. Yeah. I, I. Well, there was the one guy that famously did it, but he died, Don Pardo. Oh, well, I it's mean. Still, it was him that we had on, though. Yeah, yeah. I think we've proven time and time again that death is no barrier to being on Robots on Typewriters. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Could so you play the a, clip of what Jack favorite? said? Yeah. Let's let's roll that clip. We actually have the clip here. Yeah. So this is gonna be our last conversation. Yeah. I don't know what to think, but this is gonna be our last conversation. Yeah. He said <laughs> that last part was uh, him kind of just that was a <laughs> uh, him uh, addressing his own quote in the third person. Weird. I I. Wish we would have aired that episode so we could actually be free of having Jack on ever again. Well, I don't, I don't know if he was. So here's the thing, Jack. Um, Jack, I've often found when I go to edit that there are like these like supplemental clips that Jack comes in and records somehow, and I don't know if he was talking to. Us, I think that might have been a snippet from a conversation with somebody else. Oh, and I don't. Somebody who know. might, you know, might be a tofu hot dog somewhere is what you're trying to tell. Exactly, me? that's what I'm saying. Yeah, mm. I, I, I think that we, this is actually some incriminating evidence that we might want to, uh, might want to, you know, I think if 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 it ever came to it, I've got a lot of shit on tape. I probably mm. shouldn't even be saying if, this. If Jack we're ever at Tiana's now, and the special musical guest playing that night is the police, we should show them some of this. Absolutely. Yeah, they are. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I would, Wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Uh, any other characters you want to check in on? <laughs> um, what about um, What about Joshua Wilkinson? I'll see what Joshua said. We did have him on for a couple extra episodes at Tiana's because he always wanted mm-hmm. to meet Mark Wahlberg. He did. He's yeah, yeah. And now that he lives in Boston, he is that a Mark Wahlberg thing? I don't know anything about Mark Wahlberg. Is he a Boston guy? Yeah, of course. Okay, good, good, good. Oh yeah, I remember this. This was kind of cute. He was like, uh, "I I have a question about the Twitter account for the gay slash lesbian Twitter account uh, here on here in Australia." And then he went on oh. to talk about like uh, gay rights in Australia. Oh, he is. I didn't know that he took a trip to Australia. That yeah. You he, did um, know that he's a big gay rights advocate. Oh, of course. Yeah, I think he's kind of at that. Um, he's he's young. He's at I think that he's stage kind of at where that kids point. start discovering that they're an ally. 
Right, exactly. You know, it, it, to him, it's comfortable to to feel like an ally, right? Comfortable. Now, but he's yes. Um, man, do we say that so much? And do I leave it in enough for it to like, like it is? It it's referencing something so far, so far away. I I don't I, know if you leave it in enough, but we definitely say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, no. Um, Joshua, he's just such a good kid. Yeah, he was. He's... He was making sure that even our robots on typewriters Twitter account has, you know, uh, LGBT friendly settings. Which yes. I don't even know what that would mean. <laughs> settings. <laughs> yeah, our tw- does our Twitter account have any settings? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I. I think I'm. I think I've exhausted my. I think uh, I'm exhausted. Good night. My titles. <laughs> I think I'm exhausted. Oh no! I've actually got one more, and I think I remember this being. This was actually. This was a very recent one. Um. So and and this this probably had some quotes from characters on it because it was a talk back from our our recent baseball episode. It was called South of the Baseball Field. Uh. Um. And uh. So yeah. It it definitely. Um. I think we just kind of rounded up. Uh. Rounded up some of our uh, our uh, the players um, who were, of course, pl- they they are they are they were playing themselves in that fictional story because that we want to make that clear that is an entirely fictional story. There is no missing baseball player named Anatoly Vazirov. That's it's all you know. Yes, Jack it's, has it's just, made many people disappear, but that baseball player is not one of them. Not one of them. Yeah, no, I, we we are. Not being, um, nobody asked us to say that. That's just the truth. Um, nobody's paying us or anything. Yeah, nobody said we should end this sentence with wouldn't you say? No. No, of course not. Yeah. We just wanted to make sure you (laughs) you knew that. Ooh, there was one episode that was kind of a tell-all where we told about some of our inspirations for, like, how we name some of our characters. Mm Mm-hmm. So we said, um... Is the name suggested by the comic book character Maximilian the Shark, which is the shark that fought Beach Bum and is one of the big Mm. bads from the Mouse Kingpins, uh, are related to a lemming shark, is the name suggested by that. Right. So that, yeah, that is where, um, that's where the name for Maximilian Nielsen came from. Yeah, he was Maximilian the Shark that fought the Beach Bums. About the beach bums, yeah. It's the, the, I feel like that he doesn't really bear a lot of similarity to his namesake, but uh, he, you know, he tries. God Ooh, love him. Ooh, beach bums. <laughs> beach? Did you say beach bums? <laughs> That's my sexuality. <laughs> oh, this, I think, um, this might have been a, a Maximilian quote. Um, it's not attributed to him, but... Um, I'll just read it in his voice anyway, because it it, it might have been uh, tall, and he's got what he says is a sword in his hand. He asks if any of the dwarves know who this is. Why, I'm here in the first place. I don't know who said that I am. It must be some kind of dream. Now, I think this is when we had Maximilian play AI Dungeon. Because AI it was Dungeon, like, that's right. There was fantasy elements. He couldn't <laughs> tell who was talking at different points. It's got all the hallmarks right. of being AI Dungeon. That's true. And and yet, yeah, he was just always uh, always intoxicated by the just the presence of boys, real or not. Ooh, a man with a sword, as he says in his hand. <laughs> tall. Ooh, yeah, tall, tall, as the text informs me. <laughs> Uh, I we do actually occasionally do zesty hats even on the episodes that aren't going to air. Right, this one we yeah. should have talked about outside of that. But I was asking you, have you done the Google Earth pull down yet? 
I'm not sure what's going on here. I haven't done it yet. My God, we have the Google Earth pull down. I couldn't tell you what it was. <laughs> well, that clears that up. I was just going to ask, what is the Google Earth pull down? But we just couldn't figure it out, it's, I guess. Yeah, I, it was something like you could pull yourself down to a place on Google Earth. Like literally, like oh. you would be there. Oh, so it's like you're the little guy on Street Views. Yeah. Uh, that oh. like we've we've retconned the little guy and like not that it's you the user it is me specifically right so if oh, someone wow. uses the google earth pull down they send me to that location wild oh okay yeah i didn't want it getting out there too much that's why we didn't air yeah, it yeah i can time. see why um yeah we're really we're letting out a lot of secrets but it, we you know we just appreciate if you've listened this far um you just you deserve some of the some of the truth some of the um the secrets we've been keeping but we trust you to be responsible with this information yeah also if you're hearing it also if you've um, listened this far is it time we uh explain what any of this was <laughs> of course yeah so um um if you've if you uh are familiar with the way <laughs> if you're not familiar with the way we do things and you're listening to episode 100 this is weird, the worst possible episode to start on. Yeah, um, but uh, of course, these uh, all of these quotes that we w- we've been uh, regaling you with are um, written by uh, written by GPT two simple trained on um, transcripts from a handful of some of our favorite of our episodes, um, and uh, I was uh, supplying the episode titles from a Botanic keyboard trained on the very same data set. And the exciting thing, how we got these transcripts, we did not take the time to transcribe. We actually Hell left no. that up to a robot, too. So this yep. is a handy trick I tell people about, that if you ever need something transcribed and it's something that's like not you know sensitive data, it's just something you're messing around with, um, you can upload it to YouTube, unlisted. And YouTube does machine translation or transcriptions of like all of their videos in English anyway. So you can go ahead, upload something, and get a transcription of whatever you uploaded. So Allison did that yeah. to get some, like, w- a little funky, but, like, surprisingly pretty good Honestly, transcripts of our episodes. <laughs> yeah, like, very good. Um, yeah, um, it's, yeah, it was a very, it was easier than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, it it worked very well. And, um, yeah, we're very, uh very pleased yeah. with, the, with the turnout. And this um, means we can finally the do the Keaton Patty thing and say, I made a robot listen to 1,000 <laughs> hours of robots on typewriters, and here are some of the new episodes it wrote. It's true. Yeah, it yeah, it turned out this perfectly formatted uh, script. Yeah, basically we made we one robot from. listen yeah. to two hours of the podcast. We made a different robot um, read that transcript <laughs> a thousand times, yeah. and we made a different, different robot suggest for allison some words yes <laughs> uh, we made three robots yeah listen to a lot of our podcast i mean we listen to a lot of robots podcasts it's true it's only fair we return the it. favor um well yeah so that was episode a hundred of robots on typewriters and if you um, hated this stupid bullshit we'll be back to normal programming <laughs> next week yes um yeah uh if you hated this <laughs> 
that note, if you, if you um, wanted to get in touch with us, we have an email address, and that is robotsatbackcamp.org. We also have a Twitter. That's at Robot Typewriter. We have, what else do we have? A YouTube channel where um, we have we, we have some videos coming out on an undefined schedule, um, but we are currently making a series where we play The Sims and um, play with uh, some of the characters that we have generated uh for this series and then also some that we have generated on the podcast that we've built in sims um and uh yeah if you look us up we're robots on typewriters on youtube and uh we have a video song why we have, we a, have a video song a, <laughs> we have a music we video, a video song. well we, we have a we have a halloween video song sure um we uh we have a theme song and it is called video challenge and it's by anamanaguchi and um I actually, I have one more set of dialogue that I forgot that um, I I, did, I wrote this with Botnik before yeah. I decided to just do um, the episode titles. Uh, so yeah, this this was um, this you know we were just this might have been from one of those moments where we were just kind of shooting the shit before uh, before um, we actually got into it, um, and I was like. That's what I always used to say, chicken soup for a big, thick frog. And you were like, is that like the idea of a raw onion on a rope? And I was like, it's actually more like quietly bonding with my god on a peaceful night. Uh, that is chicken soup for a frog, quietly bonding yeah. for a big, thick frog. That's what I mean, like, yeah, chicken soup for a big, thick frog. That, yeah, that's just, that's what I used to say to, to kind of, um, you know, indicate that i'm at peace that's what i'm having for uh, dinner tonight i'm the big thick frog (laughs) uh well you go get that chicken soup you big thick frog thanks